Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. Hey everybody, welcome to week four of the fantasy football season. Um, We're going to go over our loser of the week since we didn't have Mm -hmm. time to mention that on Tuesday night. Yeah. We'll do our picks of the week and then our love them, leave them, flip them category. So, or segment. Um, loser of the week. I don't know if you've come across anyone, but I ran into the same person that I played against uh, a week, n- not this past week, but yep. uh, a week ago, mm-hmm. who played Acres when nice. they were a healthy scratch. And that person came back and played Acres again <laughs> uh, after they were going to be out. Yeah again this past week so officially you are our loser of the week (laughs) i i ask any of you guys out there any of the listeners uh, i shouldn't say guys guys gals uh who are playing fantasy football who listen in watch send us your losers i'm more than willing to point people out who (laughs) either shouldn't be playing fantasy football or should pay better attention not afraid to mention names on here either so yeah yeah i mean if you want a name mentioned um i mean we i could throw you know just about anybody under the bus i think i almost <laughs> did with a trade uh offer in a certain league last uh, this past week <laughs> so moving on to our picks of the week our uh six qbs are jalen hurts josh allen herbert mahomes Purdy and Daniel Jones. So I went with Cousins versus Carolina. Cousins has so far led the fantasy world in at least in in our format. Yep. I don't know about other formats, but in the the one I've been in forever, leads the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm interested why they didn't have him up. I mean, Carolina's defense is is all right. Nothing seems to have stopped Cousins and that offense yet, other than their own defense. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what stopped them from winning. Yep. So you know, I I decided you know why not jump on the bandwagon? I I I've you know as as long as he's been in Minnesota, I'm not a fan of Minnesota. Don't get me wrong. Um, no. But I I am a fan of of Cousins. He's he's a good quarterback. I hate to say it. Yeah, I think... Well, uh, I don't hate to say it. Yeah, I think uh, underrated is probably the right term for it. I mean, he's he's a goofball, you know, the kind of cringy sometimes. Obviously, go back to his Washington days, you know, he's well known for the, the you like that, you know, all that yeah. stuff. He's a goofball, makes him a little, you know, like I said, he's just kind of cringy, a little awkward, um, you know, and then, of course, being a, you know on the Vikings, you know, there's a little disdain there but i agree i think he's you know he's definitely underrated um at this point in his career you know i think kind of coming into this year he was getting you know uh, wrote off a little bit um or written off which however you want you know whichever is the correct term you wrote Um, him off he's been written off but yeah there we go um you know but he was uh he was a guy that uh, i was kind of you know for drafts and stuff looking at you know like if i 
you know, I ended up with Joe Burrow in the, like the fifth round. He just fell to me, and I'm like, all right, you know. And then of Which course, if, obviously, all the stuff with Joe Burrow. Right, but if Joe Burrow know, has a Joe Burrow year, yes, that's you a were great fine. value. So you know, but Cousins was one of those was one of those quarterbacks that I was going to be targeting. You know, same with like Geno. You know, later, you know, rounds eight, nine, potentially. Um, you know, if I had to punt the position in a draft, but yeah, he's been great for fantasy they throw the ball a lot um obviously because they're you know with madison aside from last week their rush game has been been pretty um pathetic pretty bad yeah pathetic uh which should get better if acres you know starts working in and you know and i mean in madison like i think he went over he had 90 something rushing yards or he went over 125 i thought yeah rushing i thought it was just all purpose that he went maybe 100 yeah I, I i don't remember a good week for alexander madison last week um you know on the ground <clears throat> so yeah against carolina um it does sound like bryce young did practice in a limited fashion yesterday and then okay. maybe today as well so it'll be interesting to see if they hold him out another week just to get him healthier uh so if it's andy dalton um could end up being a closer game than than some uh you know people might imagine you know like said you know revenge game for adam thielen kind of you know thing i might and, be playing him yeah like i said i put him in a dfs lineup you know if if young plays i may end up trying to look elsewhere in that in that dfs lineup but uh either way i mean it, yeah he's he's been the main target there in that right. offense so yeah i like cousins in that matchup um i'm going and, uh, and if yeah. the if the loser of the week from these past two weeks decides to leave acres in their running back slot they actually might get some points yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, I am going um, who, if you look at his stats and you take away the the losses, Russell Wilson has actually not been terrible. Um, his stat lines have been okay. Uh, granted, I think it was two weeks ago, he had those big touchdowns to Marvin Mims and then like the one other guy. So, he, you know, going into the final quarter or the second half. You mean of that, that guy game, we had never heard of? Yeah, Johnson or something. Yeah, Johnson, and I got Marvin Mims, who had another, himself another good week this week. Uh, you know, limited targets, but the dude scores touchdowns and catches yeah. deep passes. Yep. So, um, you know, I think uh, against and they're playing Chicago. Yeah. So you know, everybody's saying this is going to be this. It's probably going to be an ugly game, but it could end up being decent for Russell Wilson for fantasy. Um, uh, Cortland Sutton had a good game last week too, I believe. Um, I think Javante. Uh, if you're hurting for running backs and you got Javante on your team, I think he might pop a little bit this week as well, just because the Bears are just in shambles. Um, I think, especially after getting embarrassed this week, this past week from Miami, I think Denver's going to come out and and win this game, and they could end up winning by two touchdowns. So they could. They could. Um, Not saying it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the way they played last <laughs> week, uh, they they couldn't stop they might not have been able to stop the bears mm -hmm. so you know and you know my best friend is from chicago i think i've mentioned that and you know i i hate that he's going through this uh still mm -hmm. uh, not yet again still um hoping that that their quarterback was going to be the answer and and you know he wrote to me this uh after this past weekend and and he said you know the bears would have trouble beating a d3 college team I, I said no no you know let's let's be real i mean they're they're still a professional team mm -hmm. 
they're just struggling right now. Yeah. If if they figure it out, um, I mean, I I'm not a fan of Fields, uh, mainly because he's a pass or a run first quarterback, mm-hmm. and I don't think run first quarterbacks are are successful in the professional football world. So, I mean, he he had a great year last year running the ball, but I don't think that he is the passing quarterback that you need on a team. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully, you know, the Bears show up and and prove you wrong. I don't know. I mean, yeah. So running backs, I've got McCaffrey, Jacobs, Henry, Pollard, Kenneth Walker, and Etienne. So outside of them, I like... Bijan mm-hmm. uh, playing against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has, it, I mean, they've been okay on defense, mm-hmm. so it it could be a little bit of a struggle. But Atlanta is a run only def- uh, run only <laughs> offense. Yeah. So I think they have to have Bijan yep. do well to even have a ch- you know I, I think they have a chance because mm-hmm. um, Jacksonville just hasn't been doing it on offense. Yeah. So it, it it could be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked that great this season. You know, they look he looked bad against uh, Kansas City. Um, you know, and Bijan is. I keep seeing that replay from uh, the other week when he juked like three Packers. They yeah. had an overhead cam. I don't know if you've seen that nope. video yet. It looks sweet, but being a Packers fan, it hurts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's you it, know just he's a, he's got those moves mm-hmm. similar to Barry Sanders. Yeah, where he's and just, I know you don't probably I mean, remember all of those. Highlights and stuff, I mean, but yeah, I mean, Barry Sanders was the type of guy who he would be moving forward and he would just kind of pop back, and someone would fly right by him, mm-hmm. and he'd take off a different way. I mean, he was that electric back that no one seemed to be able to get their hands on yeah what do they say he could you could juke somebody inside of a of a phone booth or something yeah. like that yeah that's about <laughs> so, right yeah i mean yeah and Bichon runs that same way yeah, yeah he's he's so elusive and and he makes it it, it looks so darn effortless mm-hmm. when he does it it is just a uh you know, uh, it, mentally, he's so the the game must be slow, so slowed down for him that he sees what's happening, takes that step back, knows the guy is going to miss, and he's he's only going to miss by a couple inches. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I I really love, you know, I I think he's going to be a, a stud going forward. Yeah, and I think like the last week or two here, or especially last week, Algier didn't really factor in that much. I mean, he probably still had his carries, but not a good stat line, you right. know. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Bijan's the guy, you know, for Atlanta. I mean, Algier will have his games here and there. You know, it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see what happens because, uh, like, our little note here, um, the Jacksonville-Atlanta game is in London. Um, so it's 8.30 AR time AM, you know, start. Central time. Yes, central. So um, double-checking lineups, make sure you got, like, Zay Jones. I wrote a note here. He, he's questionable. So, you know, pretty much everybody else, you know, should be fine. But, uh, yeah, no, I like Bijan. I think this will probably end up being a, a closer game as well. So he'll, you know, even then, if they get down, he's he's the kind of guy that's going to be involved no matter what. So right, right. I'll retract that. But, you know, maybe see a little more passing work too this, this week as well. Because, right. I mean, obviously, Ritter's not the guy that's going to, you know, out, 
you know, he's not going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns ever. So, oh, you know. I think he will, but it'll take several yeah. weeks. <laughs> he's got to <laughs> amass the stats. Yes. Right, right, right. It's not a one-week thing. It's, a, you know, yep. over, the, over the course of a quarter of a season or something, he might get to those stats. Yeah, so, um, excuse me, uh, my start of the week, if he plays, um, I'm just rolling with Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, Seattle, I think if the Giants can – you know, if they get, I mean, they need Saquon. It's, uh, you know, kind of like what we're saying with the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey week one. You know, there's just guys that teams need in order to stay competitive in games. Saquon is that for the Giants. If he goes, I think, again, you know, Seattle's defense hasn't been what it started out as last year where it was really good. Um, or at least a couple of weeks in, it was really good. They ha- they're not there yet again this season. So, you know, I think another game that could be close um but if Barkley's out there they're just gonna ride him because the backs they have behind him I mean Matt Burita is you know I don't think he's ever really been I mean I think he's been around a while but I can't really ever never a star being like gotta have him you know so no and it's it's interesting because you know in our top six for quarterbacks was Daniel Jones yeah Daniel Jones is not a top six quarterback if mm-hmm. Barkley isn't there. Yeah, um, you have to have something taking away the pressure. Uh, I mean, they lost last week because mm-hmm. and Daniel Jones looked terrible. Yeah, because of the fact that you didn't have to do anything to stop the run because there was no run. Mm-hmm. So I I think that them putting Daniel Jones in the top six says that Barkley's going to have it, you know, yeah. as long as he gets the opportunities, if the ankle keeps him from playing some, he may not have the great numbers, yep. but he still should take a lot of pressure off, which means they expect that he's going to get yeah. the ball. Yep. So moving on to our wide receivers, we've got Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, oh, surprise, he's in the top <laughs> ten again, or six again, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, and Jamar Chase. Um, none of those are really a surprise. The guy that I'm kind of surprised is missing from that is Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, up and down year so far. Not, not huge uh, every week. Um, they're going against Miami. I think that um, they have a better chance <laughs> – against and i'm not saying that they're necessarily winning i'm just saying they would have a much better chance against miami than uh or denver did yeah so both on the defense and the offensive Mm -hmm. side so you know i think that Diggs is their is their answer if they want to try and beat miami i'm not overly impressed with miami's defense yet yeah i mean i get obviously against a a higher caliber team like uh like you know buffalo um you know they will probably struggle a little bit um you know i mean i'm a digs manager so you know week one you know he had a kind of you know it wasn't a digs game but i mean it was decent but it took the two minute drill for him to get to that little bit higher point total because in the last in that last drive or i think when they tied it up josh allen threw the ball five times and every time was just von Diggs, and they drove the field that way and it's like well of course, because he's your best receiver. I mean, obviously, you can't do that every time you drop back. Right, right. I get that. But there's also, I mean, Diggs is the kind of guy, like we have talked about with Devontae Adams, he's a guy that should get 
10 to 15 targets every single week, no matter what. Right. You know, he's just that kind of receiver. Um, Unless the weather takes, stinks. Well, yes. And all it takes is one for him to break one off, you know, and, well, and, and I, I've been kind of watching that the i think the was it week one or week two when josh allen threw the three or four picks um i think it was maybe three uh you know just the pocket collapses and he's scrambling and he just goes screw it tries to throw a 65 yard bomb on gabe davis or Diggs, who's double covered of course it's going to get picked you know it's just he's made some some stupid decisions but uh you know i think Diggs being outside of the top six is you know the your your league format and scoring system is given that respect to Keenan Allen and what he's done so far oh, yeah, this season, yeah. and with Mike Williams being out. Well, you know, didn't Keenan Allen have twenty targets? Yeah, and, and threw Adams? for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, but if I, you're going to have yeah. twenty targets, yep. and and Mike Wilson or Mike Williams out, it, yep. I, I see why yeah, he's up there yeah. too. So, um, I am going to go. My start of the week is going to be Chris Olave versus Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be another week of Jameis uh, Winston starting Jameis Winston this week. Um, like I said, him and Carr, a little bit different. I mean, Carr is not afraid to throw it downfield, which we saw last year with Devontae. So it's been – I think they've just been missing. They've they've been just a little bit off him and Olave down the field because mm-hmm. um, Olave's had some deep targets, but they just haven't connected. And I think, uh, you know, rookie year with Olave was Jameis, Andy Dalton, Jameis, and then Andy Dalton, you know, for the rest of the season. And Olave for his rookie season was very good. Right. Um, You know, so I think uh, maybe we can see a little bit of that that sink again here, um, you know, again. Are you worried based on last week? I mean, Olave was pedestrian at best. No, I mean, I guess. Against the Packers. Well, yes. And Jair wasn't out there. Right. So, you know. I mean, I think I think, and they're playing against Derek Tampa Carr. Bay, and Tampa Bay's ba- defensive backfield is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think losing Derek Carr like that. I mean, like I said, we oh, watched oh. the hit. It looked like his his collarbone yeah. was in two pieces. I was almost positive, so, you know, that it was the collarbone. Yeah. So for him to come out with the AC joint sprain is, you know, yeah, not best case, but better case than what you would have thought. So I think that kind of just took some wind out of the sails a little bit because obviously. This, what the score was at the time right looked like they were going to win because yeah. we couldn't do anything and you know but then uh, you know we came back and won but uh yeah i just i you know i think too like i said you know revenge game if you want to call it that james first tampa oh yeah he's been gone long enough i don't think it really is but i'm sure there's you know he's a professional athlete i'm sure there's probably going to be a bit of you know it wasn't pretty when he left oh, and, and you know and show him this is what you could have kept exactly so, so. yeah so you know, I think I think that's going to end up being a pretty good game as well because the Saints' defense is is good and Baker's been playing well. You know, Mike Evans is you know a top eight receiver, you know, fantasy receiver right now. I think as well, or at least top ten. Um, so I think this is going to be a good game. A lot of shots being taken by both teams down the field to try and you know get some some nice quick uh, points on the board. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, moving to the tight end, we've got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. We've got Kittle. We've got Taysom Hill again. And I think Taysom Hill was ranked highly last week and didn't yeah, do anything. He hasn't been, he well, hasn't I shouldn't say anything. didn't do anything. Yeah. Didn't do a whole lot against Packers. Mm-hmm. We've got Hawkinson and we've got Waller. So, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with those. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to pick someone who plays tonight. Mm-hmm. 
And no, it is not a Packer. It <laughs> is actually Detroit's tight end, and that is Sam Laporta. Um, he's been getting more and more targets. Uh, in my mind, he's a he's an up and comer. Yeah. Um, he's going to be an exciting. I mean, there, and I include Musgrave in that. Yeah. I include I agree. Uh, Kincaid. Um, there are some good young tight ends that are rookies this year, but I think Laporta is going to have a, a good game tonight against mm-hmm. the Packers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, he had the the big touchdown last week. He's getting a lot of targets, um, you know, and he's he's been efficient with those targets too. Right, I mean, right. Know, he's, he's yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got one missed. Uh, yeah. one miss on a target. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I. Yeah, I like Laporta. You know, the like like we've talked about his profile. You know, like I said, preseason. You know, you don't want to say it's another Iowa tight end, but so far through three weeks, he's looking like one of those another Iowa tight end that we've seen come into the league. I you know, i.e. Hawkinson and and uh, Kittle. Um, so you know, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I think uh, again, I I'm actually excited for tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a, a pretty good game. Um, Sounds like Jones is going to play Christian Watson. He might be on a little bit of a snap count, but you know that he, that just helps our offense, right? Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, makes makes it someone that they have to cover. Yep. So you know, I, I think this is going to end up being I didn't a good hear game. Is Jair back this week? That I don't know either. Okay. Um, sounds like David Montgomery might play tonight as well. So that'd be about the only thing that I could see hurting Laporta in a weird way Montgomery coming in and getting the rushing the you know, the bulk of the rushing work again and then them trying finally being like okay we got Montgomery we can take some load off Jameer and get him more passes out of the backfield which could hurt Laporta but could. I just I mean Laporta's just talented same kind of thing where he's just open all the time so right yeah um and then I'm gonna get a piece of that London game I'm going Evan Ingram versus Atlanta uh, so far through three weeks, Evan Ingram's actually been one of the more consistent fantasy scorers. It hasn't been amazing, but consistency, which mm-hmm. for fantasy tight end, if you don't have one of those top three guys, that's kind of what you look for, you know, with that variation of being having huge weeks, which last week Evan Ingram had some monster weeks. Um, you know, I mean, Atlanta's pass defense is actually pretty good. Uh, but again, I, you know, like we talked about with the Bijan, I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, plenty of targets. Like I said, if Zay Jones is out, that's one less mouth to feed, uh, with targets. So I think Engram's going to be in line for a healthy amount of, of targets. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you, you mentioned that this could be a close game. This, you know, it could be, uh, no, I'm not questioning that. What, what I was getting (laughs) at was had I looked at this at the beginning of the season, I would have gone. Why in the world would I want to watch that game? Mm-hmm. And now, I actually want to watch yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to roll myself out of bed and <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe on. my coffee. Um, <laughs> Just turn the TV out of bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it. Uh, that could be one of the better games yeah. of the week. It and I also, never and I never yeah. thought that I would say that about a Jacksonville Atlanta mm-hmm. game three weeks into the season. But on the or flip, four weeks on the, the flip, it could be ten nine. <laughs> Maybe not that True. bad, but you know, I mean, like I said, Jacksonville struggled, but that was against KC, and I think right. KC's yeah. defense this year is actually pretty legit. Yeah, um, and we've so, been talking about yeah. that. I mean, they could easily be a top five 
defense mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jacksonville comes alive, and if Atlanta's running game is working, it it could be a very mm-hmm. exciting game. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, moving on to our love them, leave them, flip them segment. So, you know, I I've been I've been kind of mean lately with this <laughs> with this segment. I've tried to make it uh, difficult yet interesting with guys who are all projected for similar outcomes over the course of the year and who are fairly close in points scored so far. This one's not as close. Um, but from the tight end perspective, I went George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Sam Laporta. And in my mind, and you know, I, I think you agree with me, mm-hmm. I would actually keep Sam Laporta yep. out of this group. And to this point, Sam Laporta is actually leading the scoring out of these yeah, three. He's, I think, was it Hawkinson's the number one fantasy tight end and Laporta's number two? I believe as could it be. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't look it, that yeah, closely. Right but yeah, um, but he's got like in in our format, which is non PPR. He has like uh, twenty five or or so points, mm-hmm. which you know, people are going to say, "Well, that's not very many points." Well, it's yeah. you know, standard eight, scoring eight yeah. <laughs> eight and a half points a week. Yeah, um, those are pretty. You know, if if uh, I've been playing Dalton Kincaid um, this past week, I got point three points out of him. <laughs> could have cost me a, a game. Yep. Um, so when you think about it in a non PPR, you know, standard, standard format, uh, getting eight points out of a tight end, it, it, it's above average. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what, what everyone says is, well, I should be getting a touchdown every week. Well, no. that's not realistic. So when you get that touchdown and it adds in and you now have 14 points or, or no. whatever, that's a really good week out of your tight mm-hmm. end, personally, um, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. You know, you're keeping or loving Laporta. Um, I think out of the three so far this season, like if you look at it today, I think he has the highest ceiling on a weekly basis. Right. Um, because of the format that, yes. I mean, well, yeah, like for, for me, like PPR, you but know, I mean, no, but, I mean from the, the way that, uh, Detroit utilizes true. tight ends yeah. as receivers. And he's, you know, he's a glorified receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just bigger and whatever. Yep. Um, but outside of their number one option, he really looks appealing, mm-hmm. whereas guys like Waller, well, actually Waller yeah, probably should tough. be their number one yeah. option, but <laughs> um, Kittle, is, like we were talking about earlier, is probably fourth in line at best mm-hmm. as a receiver on that team, and it yeah. makes it really difficult to want to play him on a weekly basis. Yes, every once in a while he's going to have a huge week. Yeah, I mean, the, but most the thing of the time with, it's going to be down here. Yeah, I think the thing with San with San Fran that you know, if you haven't noticed already, if everybody's healthy, aside from CMC, like across the board, Kittle, um, Kittle actually gets hurt the most if everybody's healthy because he ends up blocking the majority right, of the right. time because he's probably the best blocking tight end in the league right now. Um, Kittle you know, Debo Ayuk. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, Debo and, and Ayuk, they kind of trade who's having the bigger week, and then McCaffrey's just CMC, so he's, you know, 25 Guaranteed points. Guaranteed no a good week. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's um, like we said, the, the so leaving them with Laporta, uh, you know, we agree name value. 
is, you know, you're going to trade Kittle. Um, pretty much, you know, you say, you know, yeah, you're going to get some of that, that, that uh, volatility in your lineup where he could go for, you know, 115 and a touchdown or like last season the one you know towards the end you know he helped push my team into playoffs where he had 80 yards and two touchdowns one week or whatever you know his yardage was you know he is that kind of player that still can't do that but it's not going to be it's going to be every three weeks he could you know could could do that put up a a big week like that you know um so and then i think you know out of that you're leaving waller and Waller's be, not a bad no he's bad yeah. player. All we're saying is if you got stuck with the I mean if you stuck if you yeah. had these three guys on your team because you drafted three tight ends and you need to find out who to try and do things with this is what we would do. Mm-hmm. And I look at Waller and I'm surprised Waller isn't having a better season than he is. They said that you know the Giants' offense has just looked bad. Uh, you know, preseason they looked decent, and all the hype was that Daniel Jones couldn't throw it or wouldn't would not throw it to anybody else except Darren Waller. So that had him creeping up draft boards. Right. And if you took him, that's what you were taking. You know, that hope on for these mega big games like he used to have for the Raiders um, when he was the number one option there. Um, it just hasn't translated yet. I mean, he's still getting the targets and the opportunity. Yeah, I and think I don't. Is there, I mean. But, Tell me, tell me who their receivers are. Yeah, you got yeah, yeah, Slayton. Uh, yeah, Hodges, and I'm not uh, all you know. Shepard, Shepard's still there, I think. He is. I know? don't think he's. I don't yeah. know if he's played at all. I yeah. mean, yeah, they've they've got receivers who are pretty good, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's like I don't I don't ever see a lot of passes to any of them. It's mm-hmm. you know maybe he spreads it out a lot. I mean, last week they didn't do much of anything. Uh, he was intercepted. He was, I mean, just played poorly because no running game. Yep. Um, so it's, yeah, for for me, it's, you know, I, I would have to get rid of, I'd have to drop Darren Waller also. I mean, it's yeah. just that uh, tough choice, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have to make it. So Yeah, and I, I, I will say I do like how tough you make this every week because mm-hmm. I think it gives – it, it kind of shows our viewers how, you know, or listeners, if you listen on the podcast, how we process and think about things as well. Because, you know, stuff like that, like, you know, again, like if you're going to trade Kittle, this is kind of your selling points. You know, the high volatility, you know, name just because he's George Kittle, you know, you can get more value. Right. Even even more, I will agree, probably even more than Laporta right now. Um just because he is still a you know somebody's gonna go well he's still a rookie yeah sure he's had some decent games but you know blah blah whatever but you know like i said kittle and laporta are the two that you could argue that you're trading them or you're loving them right you know they're they're i view those two close waller's just in a bad situation right now that he's the one that you'd leave you know but now, now, if I he had also, you, yeah, it's just that's so now, tough. But now, yeah. if I had Laporta and Kelsey Andrews or Hawk, mm-hmm. I would be trading Laporta. Yeah, because I think that Kelsey um, Andrews and Hawkinson hold a higher value and potential this year than a Laporta does. Yeah, I mean, if you get, I mean, you know, like. Brittany, my wife, you know, she has Kelsey and he was out week one. So 
even in the draft, um, she drafted Laporta as a backup tight end, just on a hopefully maybe this turns up, you know. And also, you know, a little bit of maybe this isn't the year. Maybe this is the first year of you know Kelsey's demise down on, on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, he uh, so so Britt took Laporta, and he's balled out so far you know for a rookie tight end so she was able to turn that into michael Pittman yesterday um which helps her receiving core um and, she and doesn't, doesn't detract lose. right doesn't, yeah, doesn't detract, detract because she wasn't going to play laporta but one yeah. week probably yeah. unless kelsey were to get hurt yep so i mean that and that's what i'm saying you know mm-hmm. it's it's not one of those you know do i think laporta is the best uh, tight end out there no no, no. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying based on those three, I would keep him. Mm-hmm. But based on what you have on your team, Laporta may not be the best solution. Yeah. And if you can turn him into something, you might as well also. Or you swing for the fences and you keep Laporta and you trade Travis Kelsey for a haul of two really good players. Or <laughs> or uh, a Tyreek Hill or, yeah. or JJ yeah. or... Possibly Eckler, even a McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, Eckler McCaffrey. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a uh, mm-hmm. what makes the most sense based on what you have. So that is all we've got for this week. Yep. Um, we are going to probably be in the same situation next week, where we're going to probably have to do a Thursday night. Um, well, you got plans? Podcast. Week? I've got plans. I'm going to be camping next weekend. Mm. Um, possibly in the cold and rain <laughs> who knows uh but uh you know we'll, we'll try and work it in on thursday night or we'll condense everything into our tuesday night podcast and and so there won't be a a, a follow-up on the thursday night game again yep but uh either way i hope you enjoyed this week's episode i am ozzy and i'm austin have a good one go packers <laughs>